I was invited by a few friends to speak in a leadership summit, and some of them were my former mentees. And uh, one thing that I was so happy to share there was there is actually no great mentor, only great students. A mentor is nothing unless the student really stands out. So I said, if the students are willing to listen, usually the mentors will show up. But no matter how great a mentor is, right here in front of you or, or wherever you live, or some people you know who are great mentors, if we are not ready to be mentored, nothing will happen to us. Doesn't matter. A great teacher may be present, but if the students are not ready, then nothing will be learned. I hope every time we come here, we are all students of the Word of God. I have made a commitment to the Lord to be a lifetime student of His Word. Never will I say, I know it already. Never will I say, I know it all. All I can say, I want to learn deeper, wider. I want to research new angles in the context of God's Word. Because if we understand the context more, the meaning of every line, of every word becomes more clear. Therefore, it is a lifelong learning. I believe in this decade, there are a lot of more discoveries about culture and archaeology that can affect, because of that discovery, words of Scripture, the meaning of the words. That's why it is a lifelong learning. And my invitation here as your pastor is to learn with us. Learn with me. Have that desire and hunger to learn. Today we shall learn about what happened. A sad story. A very sad story. No one should wish it on another person or family, what we have just read in chapter 34. Dinah or Dina, whatever you prefer. Some believe, as I was reading some uh, scholars, Bible scholars, some say it's traditionally Dina, but since I live in this age, we can call her Dinah. <laughs> Jacob's only daughter was raped by a powerful man. Rape is an insult to any family. It is a shameful act that ironically brings more shame to the victim rather than the predator. Society must look at it the other way. That it is not shameful really for the victim, but it's more shameful for the predator. They should be ashamed of what they have done. But some would ask, and some have asked, why does God allow it to happen? Have you asked that before? Why does God allow bad things to happen? Why did God allow this to happen to one of his chosen servants, one of the chosen patriarchs, one who whom he renamed Israel from Jacob to Israel. Why did God allow it? It is a mystery that we will ask God personally in heaven. And I have asked God continuously about this as well. Because I have known some friends where this happened. And in every community of a hundred or a thousand or two thousand or five thousand, secretly or, or reportedly, something has happened. Some sexual harassment has happened. Some violence have happened. 
We know the reported, but there are still those who are unreported because of the shame of the victim. Why does God allow rape? That is not the topic today. The topic is really about this micro, this micro story of Jacob in the overall plan of God. But here's a lesson for us. God may have a plan for all of us, but that will never exempt us from suffering. Did you hear me? Please do not believe some of the TV preachers who preach. When you are in Christ, there will be no more suffering. That's the craziest thing I've ever heard. There's no more suffering when we get to heaven. Jesus became man to partake of our suffering. He fully understood what it was to be a man, to be mocked, to be hurt, to be tortured, to be betrayed by people whom he loved. He experienced that. And even some of those, many of those whom he healed, did not stand up for him during the crucifixion. Not even during the trial. The twelve who followed him all were scattered. He experienced it himself. But please do not deceive yourself that, oh, I'm a Christian now. God was always my protector. Nobody's, nothing's going to happen to me. Let me just give you a perspective. Why does God allow rape? The answer is he does not want it to happen. Nor does God want any other sin to happen. God doesn't want rape or any other sin to happen. However, it happened. Adam sinned. Eve sinned. Adam and Eve, the first family, sinned. Sin came into the world. There's a choice that God made. Well, God doesn't struggle with choices, but he could have done this. He could have done, okay, everybody will love me automatically. No free will for man. Man cannot decide. They are obligated to love me no matter what. As creator of the world, they have no choice. Do you think it's satisfying that you will be loved because those who love you were robots? They had no free will. Now, imagine this. Do you like free will? Do you think it's good that we can decide on our own? Do you know that there are family who love you because it was their will inside them because that they should? Or would you rather that Everything's automatic. No more decision-making because there's no more free will. Because without free will, there's no decision-making for us. No decision-making. You just do what you have to do. You are programmed to do it. But honestly, me, I don't want that. When God gave man free will, God gave man the choice to follow him or to sin. Until today, you have that choice. Every day, we have that choice. That makes us different from robots. Man can program something and automatically that robot will do what he has to do. But because there is free will of man, every imaginable sin can happen in our midst. 
So please don't ask, why did you allow this, Lord? Man made it happen. It was man from the start who turned its back, his back from God. We live in an imperfect society, just like we have an imperfect climate, just like that man dies. Everybody is dying through aging. Because God warned them, if you eat of the fruit, you shall die. Not necessarily immediately. The spiritual death happened immediately, but the physical death stretches through many, many years. So when somebody panics, we're all going to die. Yep, that's correct. Said, Don't panic. Don't you know that? Hey, forgive me for saying you're dying. Can you tell your neighbor you're dying? <laughs> Through aging. <laughs> oh, I don't wish death on anybody. Don't get me I'm just giving you a perspective. That our life here on earth is limited. That's the only perspective I'm giving. And I'd like to add that because we're all, we all have a short time on earth, we have to make the most of it for God. No one lives forever on earth. So what are you doing with your life? What are the choices you make? Is God at the center of those choices or your hobbies? Problem with some of us, like me as a pastor, I want your holistic development. And uh, there are some people I said, okay, I think, I think you can earn more for your family. I think you have that skill and talent. And I encourage them. And then their business grows, and then I don't see them in church anymore. And I don't see them in the small groups anymore. I said, what happened to you? Got busy with business. It's God who gave you that business. I encourage you as your pastor. Now that's more important than the Word of God? You don't live forever, dude. Before you know it, time flew. Before you know it, your youth is gone. And then you would say when you're old, I wish I learned more of God and served God more. You know, I hear that from my father every now and then. I hope I met God earlier in life so I could have served him more. Well, he met God sometime on his 60s already. And, uh, but God is good, amen? <laughs> At least he's so happy he got saved and now he's serving God. God is a good God. But we need to trust to put him first. You see, one thing, let me give you the bigger picture. Jacob, I believe, should not have tented there in that area. He shouldn't have not placed a tent there and made his family live there. He bought a piece of land there. But it was convenient. Uh, walking distance is the city. I can trade. Rather than Abraham, who was quite far from the city... He was quite far. He was maintaining his distance. Though he did engage the people of the land, he made alliances, but he was so careful not to engage them. Careful, selected engagement. The same way in the world. We have to be careful how we engage the world. We are really in the world, but we cannot be off the world. We are in the world. We have to engage people in the world, but we cannot think like them, act like them, sin like them. We must not be influenced. 
There was a leadership problem here. Jacob should have gone to Bethel. Bethel was where God met him and revealed himself to him. And now he's back in Canaan. He's still not yet in Bethel. And you know he called it Bethel because he called it the house of God. Because there he had a dream and God spoke to him. And he knew that there's a doorway there up to heaven. Literally a stairway to heaven in his dream. <laughs> but he didn't go there. And you'll realize after this violence, he's going to go there anyway. But instead he went so close to the world. So close. Dangerously close. see, God loves man, but God wants man to love him back willingly, out of their choice rather than being forced. Without free will, man is a robot. Without, with free will, man makes his own choices. Therefore, rape and every other sin is man's choice. Does somebody want to do you harm? Maybe. Today, does somebody want to do you harm? I don't know. Maybe. Maybe. Have you experienced harm? Some of us have. For some of us, little things, snatching, hold up, little things, some of us more. Some of us experienced more. That's man's choice, not God. Man can choose to follow God or follow his own lustful tendencies. Therefore, every follower of Christ should be careful, listen, every follower of Christ should be careful. With what? With those who want to do them harm. Yes. Christ said, remember what Jesus said in the New Testament, you are sheep among wolves. You hear that? Tagalogin ko, ano? Para kayong tupa sa gitna ng mga lobo. You are like sheep among wolves. And the wolves want to destroy the sheep, have it for a meal. Jesus said, you are sheep among wolves, but you should be gentle as doves. Gentle as doves, huh? But what did Jesus say in the New Testament? But we wa be wise as serpents. Gentle as doves. Kilos kalapate, isip ahas. <laughs> you know, some of us are so, we're so... That's why I like preaching on the Old Testament to a lot of you traditionalists. Because all you know is, is the Christ that is, Hello, oh hi, always with a, Oh, little baby, how cute you are. You don't even saw the one time when Christ overturned all the tables out of his holy anger. And you don't read about the God in the Old Testament who said one time, Oh, go, kill all of them. Huh? God said that? Yes! I like preaching from the Old Testament because I like shocking the religious. Yeah, around some of the church members when I came here already left. Because I just kept shocking them every Sunday. <laughs> I love shocking the religious. 
Be wise as serpents. You're so good, you think no one will do you harm. Don't think like that. Everybody's good to us. You say you, you, you think so bad. I don't know. Somebody who was evil before knows how evil thinks. So if somebody became, was evil before and they became a Christian, I'd like to be their friends. Because I know how the evil think. And some of them even warn me, Pastor, be careful with that, huh? Because these are the, how they do it. Oh, really? Did you do that to somebody else before? <laughs> of course, some of them would admit, yeah. I was calling somebody, hopefully, to give protection to another friend. Protection to another friend because, of course, there's the barangay. Do you know that we have a, a law in the Philippines, Republic Act, what is it, 9262, anti-violence against women and their children of 2004, and, and barangay can actually issue an order to somebody for, uh, to avoid violence in, in the home, uh, a restraining order, a distance, a, a, an order. So they could actually do that. Right, Captain? Yeah. So uh, they could actually do that. And, and, and uh, we have that. But sometimes we, when, when the barangay is so big and you're not sure. So I called a friend of mine from, uh, what, I can't mention the name, but from the NBI and said, hey, can you, do you provide protection? Oh, don't talk to me like that, sir. I, 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 I hate men who hurt women. I don't, I, the only way, I, if you ask me to protect that woman, I will just have to kill the man. That's the best protection. So, okay, I won't talk to you again about this, all right? Okay, we will not discuss this again. <laughs> yeah, please, please don't talk to me about that. So he has this thing about, so angry about men who hurt women. And, uh, but he's on the other end uh, of the spectrum. Oh, please don't ask his number from me, all right? <laughs> Maybe some of you still have that revengeful mindset. Said, don't, don't. I actually said, no, I won't talk to you about it anymore. Sheep among wolves, gentle as doves, but we wa be wise as serpents. Somebody wants to fool you and get your money. And they're going to say, I'm going to give you income so big every month, nobody can match it. It's too good to be true. Because it's never true. They only want a portion of your money, but you're so gullible. You have to be wise as serpents, not stupid as sheep. You know, sheep probably is the most stupid animal on earth. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, I read and heard people talk about sheep, and I have sheep. I take care of sheep in my farm. They're so sensitive. You have to put oil to prevent them from, from uh, insects. And sometimes if, if, uh, if an insect does, uh, hits their eye, they go blind quickly. Sometimes the, the wolf is right there wanting to eat them already, and they just stare at it and just chew. <laughs> They're going to be eaten, and they don't see the harm, and they just chew. And then sometimes there's no harm, false alarm, they keep running. And they hit one tree after another until they die. <laughs> you know why I'm called to be a pastor? Because I have to take care of sheep. <laughs> so it takes great effort for me to make you wise as serpents by knowing the scripture. It's an uphill climb for me. Have you read your Bible? Uh, uh, pastor, I started. <laughs> Good. 
So he was in Matthew in January. Come December, brother, have you finished any book in the Bible? Almost done with Matthew. <laughs> For one year, you're still with Matthew. Are you in love with Matthew? What's wrong with you? You've got the Bible. How can you be clever as serpents, scripturally speaking? How can you know the move of the enemy against us? The enemy is always moving against us. The job description of the enemy is clearly stated in John chapter 10, verse 10. The thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. That is his job description, nothing else. Do you know that the devil and his army wants to destroy your life? Wants to divide your family. Wants you pick you up one by one. That is his job description. But some of you, devil's already there harm, wanting to harm you. You just chew like sheep. What's up, dude? I do pray that I have members who are gentle as doves, but wise as serpents, right? Somebody wants to scam your money, can I get your number? Then be wise, give it to the police, okay? <laughs> get it to the NBI, this guy's scamming us. Investigate him, be wise. Dinah wasn't so wise. She went alone in the city. How many bodyguards could she have had? She had a lot of brothers. The only daughter with so many brothers. She had a lot of brothers. But she wanted to visit the women of the city. You know, girls can sometimes be so curious. And they don't think like serpents. They think like sheep. Girls, don't be so trusting with men who will keep saying you, I love you. And you believe them so easily. And then you find out he tells five other girls, I love you. <laughs> don't trust their nice looking eyes. Hello, good morning. Uh, you look wonderful today, huh? Especially if they act like Johnny Bravo. <laughs> That's a cartoon. <laughs> Don't easily trust what people say. Oh, oh, pastor, is that coming from you? You're a pastor. Yes. I'm a pastor. And I want you to be wise and wise. Pastor, my heart's broken. I told you not to give your heart. You're so young. I told you no boyfriend, no girlfriend at this stage. I told you just to develop good friendships. I told you. Because once you give it, it's hard to take it back. And sometimes when you give it, they don't take care of it. <sighs> they torture it. <laughs> oh, don't trust easily. Men must prove themselves. Men must prove themselves that they can earn. Men must prove themselves that they can fight. 
A fight? Yeah. Fight. They should be defenders of the family. Men should prove themselves that they can be gentlemen, treat women with respect. I won't be easily swayed. But pastor, I might lose my prime. Trust in God's will. Amen? Perhaps it would have been different if Dinah were accompanied by her brothers or if she kept a safe distance from the people of Canaan. In any case, it is not good for a woman to be alone in unfamiliar places or to be alone in unsecured locations. That's why I tell, I tell my sons, if there's somebody, a young lady who needs to go home on their own, don't let them. Do something, be a group, send them home. Bring them home to the gate. Even me and my wife, sometimes it takes time driving some people back home because there's a late meeting. We do that. We have to do that. Some of us, we became Christians and we lost our wisdom. Tagalugin ko ha. Naging kristyano ka lang, naging tanga ka na. Ay, hindi ko na ilalaki ang pintuan ng kotse. Binabantay naman ni Lord din eh. And uh, ladies, if there's a time you have to be kapalmuks, the time is, can somebody bring me home? If it's not safe. That's the time. That's why do not be kapalmuks always. Because if, <laughs> I mean, uh, for our guests, arrogantly asking for favors. Okay? So if you want to ask favors from others, choose the one that keeps you safe. And gentlemen, make the sacrifice. Be the gentleman. Do not be the harasser, okay? Pastor, I'll bring her home. <laughs> love one another in Christ. Amen? Amen? And that's what we can love one another in Christ. Remove the malice. Just love one another as good brothers and sisters in Christ. We have to have that. But hey... What started as lust in the heart of the prince of Shechem, who is also named Shechem, ended in his violent demise. Never underestimate the violent capabilities of the relatives of the victim, especially if they are young and foolish. Don't, be, don't quickly offend people. There are people who fight for these people. You don't know. In fact, we have to try not to offend people. You know how hard that is for a pastor? I always, hi sis, how are you? Uh, you're so stubborn, <laughs> I hope you change soon. <laughs> uh, uh, but, but I love you, I pray for you, and I have that fear of God. Because every time I speak to every one of you, I know God is with me. I know God loves me, but he's also my supervisor, you know? I'm the pastor here, but he's supervising. Mm -hmm, good job, yeah, that's right. Ah, 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 don't, don't, don't say that. So sometimes after saying something, oh, Lord, I'm sorry, forgive me. Sometimes when do I be gentle? When do I be firm? Sometimes when, Lord? Because there are times the Lord wants me to be firm. At one time, I actually told somebody, I don't want to hold your hand through this. 
I want to help you fix your problem. You understand the difference? You can cry all day and we won't fix it. Problem is, you've been crying for years. Let's fix this. No, I didn't say it like that. I'm just saying it for drama because you're in front of me. You know, I'm preaching. <laughs> Somebody asked me, uh, how can I be a good in delivery pastor? I know the text. I know the word. How can I be good in delivery? I said, uh, go to acting class. <laughs> they will teach you to internalize and to emphasize. Let's review the, the text. The prince of the land, Shechem, took Dinah, the daughter of Jacob, by force. The prince satisfied his lust, but insulted the tribe of Israel, of which... Shechem would pay dearly with their lives and the lives of the tribe. Shechem asked his father, Hamor, to negotiate to get Dinah as his wife. Hamor agreed. Unbeknownst to him, Dinah's brothers craftily planned revenge. The sons of Jacob required that all the men of the city be circumcised as a condition to their consent. Patuli mo na lahat kayo. Lahat. Lahat ng lalaki. All must be circumcised. That was the condition. And the prince of Shechem thought he was crafty. No, no, let's intermarry with them because their flocks will be ours and their land will be ours as well. <laughs> trying to be crafty. He, they're trying to outcraft the sons of Jacob. Have you heard? That? We've been discussing Jacob, right? Who is Jacob? He was a deceiver. His sons were better deceivers. They're trying to outsmart the sons of Jacob. Oh man, bad thing to do. So Simeon and uh, they agreed. So every man of the city was circumcised. On the third day, gentlemen, you know how this felt, right? <laughs> On the third day, when they could not walk straight, I mean, you can't even sleep well. It's even hard to turn on a bed. It's so uncomfortable. On the third day, Simeon and Levi slaughtered all the men of the city. So Simeon and Levi would get their revenge. But here's the problem. They would lose favor from their father. And in the time of blessing in Genesis 49, when Jacob was about, Israel was about to go, about to die, you know how he started the blessing for Simeon and Levi? Cursed be their anger. And they will have no land in Israel. So among the 12 tribes, Simeon was scattered. No land of his own. He was absorbed by Judah. Levi's descendants did not own any land, but they were redeemed by the life of Moses. At least to be the priesthood, but still no land in Israel. You see, on one part, wasn't good having lust and harming other people because of that lust. But it wasn't good either taking revenge because they lost God's favor and the favor of their father and it affected the generations to come. Yes, our decisions affect the generations next to us. No, 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 they will not pay the penalty of our sins, but there are consequences. <clears throat> Lust and violence. So friends, give revenge to the Lord. God said in the word, revenge is mine. I will repay. That's why I don't bother thinking of those who offended me. 
Why do I have to give them so much time in my mind? Is, are they that important to me? They offended me. They betrayed me. Should I give so much time in my mind? Forget it. God said, forgive. And then I would not want to remember. Somebody did a back, back channeling and went against my deal, business deal. Do I replay that in my mind? It's just money. It's just money. If you love money, that's why evil is on, on the earth. One reason. That's why you want revenge. So I trust God, Lord. Somebody cut off my contract, went the back way. But I trust you because they're not the ones who provide for me. You are the one. So if this door closes, you will open another door for me. I'm fine with it. And I do not want to take revenge, Lord. If you want to file a case for the sake of saying to preserve your integrity, if they're maligning you, you can do so just to protect your integrity. You may do so if you want to, but lose the hatred. There is law in the land. Let justice takes it, take it its course. Trust in it, but remove the revenge from the heart. God is good. Can everybody say with me, imagine the person who offended you. Say with me all at the same time, in Jesus' name, I forgive you. Please do not harbor. Some of you think you're the righteous one when you, you're harboring unforgiveness. You got it all wrong. You're the sinful one. Application, just to remind us, number one, always maintain safe distance from the world and its people. Understand? Safe distance. Engage them, yes. Share the gospel to them, yes. We should not give our affection, nor should we follow their ways. Every family member must teach and watch other families and other members of the families. We should watch one another, protect one another. Even for men, well, women get raped. My father's bodyguard one time, when he had bodyguards, went home late. And that's already a problem. He was so sure of himself, but he was. He was a Marine, so he was so sure of himself. So he walked the dangerous street going home instead of the lighted street. So what happened? Three gangsters ganged up on him. It's a good thing he had training. So one ran away, two were in the hospital. But he got damaged too right here. Lifetime reminder of choose, should choose the safer path. All right? Hey, please be safe, brothers and sisters. Okay? But if it's your time, it's your time. Okay? But be safe. Why did I say when it's your time, your time? You know, you don't hold your life in your hands. So you try to be safe and something happens. We don't question that. We say, Lord, 
you are all wise. We hope this didn't happen, but you are still all wise. We are all at the palm of your hands. Do you think you hold your, your life in your hands? No, we don't know. Can you explain this? Explain this. How this person died because a plane crashed on him. Come on, explain it. Can you imagine being the funeral of that person who's a relative of yours? How did he die? A plane crashed on him. It's just hard to explain. How do you explain that? Did that happen? Yeah. Just Google it. People who died where the plane crashed on them. And they were minding their own business. They were just at home cooking. How dangerous is that? How dangerous is cooking tinola, huh? It was dangerous for the chicken. <laughs> but not dangerous for the cook. And then suddenly a crash. Pow! Gone. You see, if, if a, a plane crashes on you, it's definitely your time, okay? We can't explain that. Nobody owns their life. That's why we have to take this relationship with God seriously. Oh, Lord, maybe one day I won't be that busy and I can serve you. We're always busy. A good man is busy. But should he give time to his family? Yes. Should he give time for the work of God, studying God's word? Yes. We're always busy. You think it ever ends? If you're never busy, then the Bible also speaks against you. Slothfulness is a sin. Rest is good, but slothfulness. What is slothfulness? Just not doing anything all day, all week. And then you wonder why you're not, no, life is not improving. We must be vigilant with regard to spiritual, emotional, mental, and physical protection. Protect one another. Number two, application. Lustful and violent tendencies must be put in check so as not to lose favor from God and men. Oh, be careful. It's so easy to watch pornography. People in grade school watch a lot of pornography without the parents knowing it. But sometimes it gets violent. Sometimes it becomes out of place. Taking the first opportunity for sin because of the awareness. There was a story I was reading about this, this boy, young boy, who gave in to an invitation for sex. Just once. Just once once and after a while he felt something in his body that wasn't right he had a checkup he had HIV just once just once but how was he open to that it begins with pornography lust can harm others and it can harm the one with the lust it should be put in check in the mind. It should be rejected by the mind and not allowed to manifest. Manifesting, rape is one manifestation. Sexual immorality is another one. Extramarital sex is another one. It should not be entertained. We must be careful what we feed and nurture in our minds. Bear in mind that our actions have consequences. They have consequences. 
But God is a good God. You come to Him, you cry to Him, you ask forgiveness. He will forgive you and He will love you. But what you set in motion, what you sow, you will reap. But by the grace of God, we can trust, like in the life of Jacob, there will be an ending to it. God is good. Oh, some of us already know. I have reaped some consequences of my, my sins in the past. I decided on some things that were not correct. I realized was not correct. But then it was great. I wasn't sure. But then I thank God that he liberates us and frees us. And number three, for Jacob, he shouldn't have, for me, he shouldn't have stayed there. He should have gone to Bethel. He should have gone to his father, Isaac. Not even a reunion with the father, not yet. House of God, house of his father, not even that. And Dinah was all grown up. That means it could be another seven years before this happened, since they arrived. Elsa was still waiting at Seir. You said you'll come here. Seven years, not yet here. Esau was waiting for years, and Jacob hasn't shown up yet. He stayed in Shechem. Bad place to stay. Why he chose something of this world than something spiritual. Choose spirituality over carnality. If you're going on a work abroad, but you think you're not strong enough spiritually, don't go. Choose peace over prosperity. Peace means no harm. Faith over opportunity. Choose spiritual disciplines over the pleasures of the world. Choose Christ over self-centeredness. Choose the sacred scriptures, the Bible, over popular thinking, but it's not biblical. I appeal to us, choose God first, and then trust God. Choose spirituality, you are in Christ, but there are wolves out there to get you. Protect yourself. We protect one another. That's why we build a, a relationship here. We try to build a relationship of mutual respect. Even though there are th we are, no one is perfect here, but we try to build that relationship like brothers and sisters. Imperfect, yet we want to be one. So we invite you even to our men's gathering. In the first and third uh, Monday, the men of faith and the women in touch will gather here together for this month. We invite you to come. We just come. I don't know anybody. That's the point. We want to know you. I want to know you. I want to shake your hand. Although I shake your hand here, it's split second, right? Hi, pastor. Thank you, pastor. Bye, pastor. So you said hello and bye to me all at the same time. But if we study together, I, we have time to sit down to talk to one another. We have to protect one another. And we choose God always. Let us pray. Let us all rise. Father in heaven, we thank you. <clears throat> thank you for your word. Teach us, Lord, to, to always have safe distance from the way of, ways of the world. Teach us to be closer to your house, to the spiritual things of God, rather than the things of the world, rather than the pleasures of the world or even with the friends of the world. Teach us to be careful how we engage them. Because what we want is biblical thought, biblical groundedness. 
Teach us to tame the lust that tempts us every now and then. Teach us to tame the violent tendencies we have every now and then. Teach us to be peace warriors. Teach us to defend ourselves, yet to be careful. Teach us to be gentle as doves, yet be wise as serpents. Not to harm others, but simply to protect ourselves. Teach us to choose the kingdom first and your righteousness. And we know that all these things shall be added unto us. Father, I pray for your blessing upon your people. May the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, the love of the Father, and the fellowship of His Spirit be with you all. May His protection, peace, and wisdom follow you all the days of your life. And God's people say, Amen. Palakpakan natin ang Panginoon.